I'm Ye Vang, and you're listening to Monglish. Monglish is a podcast that explores the intersection of Hmong and American culture. I spent my entire life processing what it means to be Hmong American, and with this show, I hope to dive even deeper. It's my goal to create a space to explore my dual heritage while educating the populace on Hmong culture with the help of guests and other members of our community. Hey folks, welcome back to Monglish. This is Matt, the producer. This is episode three, which means we are halfway through the season because we typically record the show in batches of six episodes. As you know, we release the show on Wednesdays, so that means the next two episodes will be released on March 8th and March 15th. Today's episode is with Sheng Elizabeth Lore. It's just about impossible to describe this woman because she has so many wonderful things all at once. So what I'll say is this. She's a good friend of Yia's. She's based in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and she runs a company called the Social Exchange Project, which can be described as a digital creation platform that focuses on uplifting marginalized communities in arts and activism. She is also an editor for the Hmong American Experience, which is the largest Hmong media organization in the world. This woman is so incredible, so inspiring, and I can't wait for y'all to hear from her. Before we get into the episode, we want to remind you that if you like the show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you watch us on YouTube, give us a like a comment, and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at MunglishPod. Support for Munglish comes from SolarPod, an immigrant-founded and owned company that makes and installs the Z-Rack no-roof-hole racking system. Proudly manufactured in Shakopee, Minnesota, this product is designed to eliminate the use of fossil fuel compounds that are often used in solar installations. The SolarPod Z-Rack Revolutionary solar innovation made radically simple. Get a quote for your home or business at mysolarpod.com. That's mysolarpod.com. Okay, now, on to the show. Hey, Shang. Hi. Shang Elizabeth Lor. Yes, or Mong Lao. Or Mong Lao. Mong Lao, baby. Where, where, the area where I grew up, the Mong Lao's were the bad boys. We were the OGs. <laughs> the bad boys. <laughs> hey! I think we come full circle because four years ago? Yeah. Is it four? It was like three Five? years ago. You were one of my very first guests on my podcast. Yes. I feel like you were one of the first OGs who had like people in your student. And then you had like really? other friends in there because I think Penny, right? Was mm-hmm. there too? Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, and I've, I watched a bunch of little episodes or some episodes of your podcast. I remember before I came on mm-hmm. and sometimes you would just have a, a few of your like your girlfriends there and you guys all sit around and talk, which like. Like it's like the yeah. cool thing now where everyone's doing, but it's like you were the very first in well, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Thank you. Yeah, no, I actually, when I first started, I didn't really know exactly how mm-hmm. I wanted the show to go. I mm-hmm. knew I wanted it to be fun mm-hmm. and I knew that I wanted it to be a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like through how I learn is through conversation, mm-hmm. especially yeah. through people who have like very unique and dynamic lenses. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just like a very naturally curious person. So I knew that that was going mm-hmm. to be an element of my show, but I didn't realize that it was going to grow into more of a platform than a show. Mm-hmm. And so like my show is obviously all about elevating marginalized communities in mm-hmm. the arts and activism space. And so when I had asked you, I really thought 100% you were gonna say no to me. Because I was a about? literal nobody back, what, back then. What are you talking about? You were like one of the first of like, you're like, a big deal, okay? Stop. You are a big deal. Like, stop it, keep going. Okay, no, 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 I'm serious. You, I remember you you asked, and I was like, oh, shoot. I was, like, driving back from um, from Wisconsin, central Wisconsin from home, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be driving through Eau Claire anyways. 
You yeah, know? and you were on time. Your car didn't die. You brought donuts. Yeah, unlike somebody else here. <laughs> just so everyone today. knows, my car died today, or my battery died, like literally just uh, an hour before we were filming. And so I was trying to figure it out. Figured it out, and I'm here. Um, yeah, and I said, don't, don't, don't give me mung time. You know? <laughs> know, don't do mung time. I know. Uh, but you know, that's how I first met you. Right away, I was so blown away by not only your energy but your determination. Where it's like a lot of people, I think, would wait to be initiated into doing something like this, to being saying, hey, go create a platform. It's totally different, I yeah. think, from finding a platform than like creating a platform. Creating a platform means you got to build that thing out. Yeah. And sometimes you got to mm -hmm. like build it while you're standing on it. And it's like rink a dink sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, it's trial and error, too, to yeah. be honest, because, you know, who I was back then, mm -hmm. I'm such a different person today. Mm -hmm. So like you met like a very I'm still very tenacious, mm -hmm. but you met somebody during a phase where she was still really trying to figure it out. And I'm obviously a lot more confident in what I mm -hmm. want to do now. But like even again, like having you on the show was and I'm going to credit you for real, for real. You're one of the very first people that um, not only said yes to coming on my show when I really wasn't fully developed in my um, goal with that platform, but you also like brought a lot of people to my platform to like understand hmm. what I was trying to do. I'm, I'm not like I'm not even <laughs> well, just saying that. this, but like I got a lot of views because of you and um, a lot of awareness because of like you being on the show. And so, um, yeah, thank you for well, no. making me well, today. Stop. No, <laughs> stop it. Don't say that. Um, I think your hustle makes you who you are today. I will admit that um, coming on was r really fun. But then the other thing that I really enjoy is it's just like you. I, I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Like I, I do, like I, I know what that feels like to like start with nothing yeah, and, and go say, Hey, here's a corner. This is your little corner. And then making the, the most of it and then, then be given, okay, now we're going to make that corner a little bigger. Here's the other little corner, you know? Yeah. And, and I get that. And I see that with, um, any kind of startup because like my heart, I like my heart kind of goes towards startups, you know, or anybody starting anything. Cause I'm like, I, I get that, you know, our first pop-up, it was literally like, um so what are we gonna do now yeah you know and it's like well what right was that menu. like uh, our first pop-up yeah sorry i'm flipping the tables no, right now i'm I, so used to interviewing well, people yeah get back on your side i know no, it's uh, weird being no, on no, this side it, I, I for what it was like for me was that it it i felt like i need to add permission because i'm so <laughs> used to that right i think we're all used to that like just being monk kids growing up like you yeah. always had to add permission i don't know how it was in your house but growing <laughs> up as a monk kid it was like it, you know, even if you were going to go outside, like, oh, yeah. you know, you, you was like, hey, mom, like, I'm going to step outside. OK. Yeah. You know, or it's like, hey, mom, I'm you know, we, we have the school project. I'm going to stay late. OK. It was always asking permission. So in my mind that that's what I always thought. Like, I need yeah. permission. I need permission. I needed to be. Who are initiated. you asking permission from? Uh, for the pop up? Yeah. Or uh, just in general. I, I, or are you well, a lot of times it was mom and dad. It was okay. just, you know, growing up as a yeah. kid. But I think that the one thing that I, I really like, you know, was really hard for me was like in the food world. Like, I, I feel like I needed to ask permission. I, I felt like there was these like, you know, quote unquote, like food leaders where it's like I had to go kiss the ring first mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. we can do this. Yeah. But I didn't know that you can just do it. And then we were very blessed at that time to have group food writers who followed along and said, yeah. hey, let's let, let me write about it. Um, and when but you were paying like respect though too, right? For people. Yeah, I think that's like the monk side of me, right? Yeah. It's kind of like we, we respect our elders, you know, yeah. like even though if there's sometimes we don't like agree with them. They paved the way for you. So you can't mm -hmm. help but be like uh, respectful of what they've done for you before you, you know? Yeah, I think that's why like when we first started, it was very quote unquote traditional monk food. Mm -hmm. And we were like trying to stick to like the monk village, you know, model or in the monk town model is like oh we're gonna do this food but mm -hmm. we're gonna do it in, at this place mm -hmm. and i think that i i try to f i flip that you mm -hmm. know by flipping that going no no no. but i want to do food that you know like represents who you uh, are right well, yeah well, i would even say our experience mm -hmm. you know and so so when we got there it was like other than then you had the two voices right you had the two sides right you had you have the old school hardliners who are like well that's not monk food yeah and you had the other one goes well that's not mika food enough well so mm -hmm. i wasn't monk enough and i wasn't mika enough mm -hmm. and so like in that space i had to really realize like okay who am i asking permission from that was the question is like yeah. who am i asking permission from? who am i waiting for to like 
you know, like initiating. Like those. accept you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so that's that was the, the you know the struggle. But right away in the beginning, it was like, oh, I can write a menu and I can price this any way I want. Like, mm-hmm. oh wow, okay. Like I didn't know what to do. You yeah. know, like that was just like wow. There's, uh, it's like I got to an open field and it's like well I got to start building a gate. You know, mm-hmm. okay, we got a gate now. Okay, okay, let's get a fence. But like, how about you? Like you, I mean, you just like started the social exchange. Like, yeah, like boom. I'm absorbing everything you're saying, by the way, because mm-hmm. I can really connect with it. Yeah. Like even just growing up. So I am a daughter of two mm-hmm. Hmong refugees, Jicha and Nali Lao, right? Mm-hmm. They met in the refugee camp and then I have three older um, Binai. Okay. So I so I had um, three older siblings that were born on the camp. Mm-hmm. And then I was the first child born here in America. And then I have my younger brother. We both were born here. Mm-hmm. And so like growing up, this is like where I still am figuring this out, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I grew up very super white. <laughs> and I say that like because I didn't even realize that that was where I was at. It's only been the mm-hmm. last few years that I've been really uh, diving in deeper with what that means to me and my, yeah, ident- so what, and my identity. So what does that mean to you, like growing up? Right? So like my parents were super Catholic. They still mm-hmm. are. And um, we never practiced shamanism. Mm-hmm. Like we know that's yep. a huge part of our community, right? But we never really like identified with that mm-hmm. religious practice and we respect it. Um, but we, we really were Catholic. So growing mm-hmm. up, my parents actually put all of us in Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And so all of my friends were incredibly white, incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. And I... I just kind of had to, I feel like I kind of had to make a choice. Um, I didn't know this as a child, but even my parents said, you know, like for you to survive, you do have to learn English. Mm. You do need to obviously know like your religious, you know, identity. Mm -hmm. And so the entire curriculum was um, very religion based. Mm -hmm. So I was the badass as um, us Hmong Lao people are. Um, I asked my mom. I our community, okay? (laughs) I know. Bunch of, but I'm know, not, I mean, you're lying. You know, that's what they yeah. Call it. yeah. So when you said, um, ask for permission, I don't ask for permission. No, oh. I'm just kidding. But I did actually ask him, I was like, Hey, I, I kind of want to explore more about just other people. Like 10th grade, I was able to go to public school and like finally had access mm-hmm. to other peers that looked like me. Yes, there were mm-hmm. Hmong, you know, students at the parochial school too, at the Catholic school too, but I was like always so ashamed to speak in Hmong. Like yeah. my native tongue was very like, challenging for me you know and then when I went to public school um it was the very first time in public where I was able to speak more of because you're from Eau Claire right uh yeah so I I was born in Wausau but I live in Eau Claire now so I went to school in Wausau okay so Um, which is a huge Hmong population in Wisconsin yeah yeah exactly and so like yeah I guess where I was going with that is like I always thought like I'm never really ever going to be Hmong enough to be in the Hmong crowd even Mm -hmm. though I could relate to them and could speak mm-hmm. their language but then i also felt like i was never really like american or white enough either yeah because you don't look like them yeah, yeah exactly they're... and like you know we we weren't rich <laughs> we were like low income and so yeah. there were a lot of aspects to and layers to my identity where i was still trying to figure out where i belonged right mm-hmm. um and like i said i'm still kind of in that space yeah. like it's only been the last few years I've, as i've been um growing more into social activism work mm-hmm. and community like macro level work Mm -hmm. where I'm actually identifying like I still kind of see the world sometimes through a really white lens and so Hmm. what what does that mean yeah you know when we're talking about equity work Mm -hmm. we have to kind of first um center ourselves and like be humble about the things that you don't know Mm -hmm. and that you have to acknowledge that you absolutely have bias within Mm -hmm. you and um so how I navigate through a lot of this through the through the years was I was always like wanting to solve the problem like I would mm-hmm. like if there was an issue I would I would be like well let's just do this let's solve it mm-hmm. you know and that's not how things should be you really have to sit in it and like really learn about it and like mm-hmm. really understand like that you're living in institutions that mm-hmm. um you were trained to kind of live in and mm-hmm. so now i feel like i'm talking on a different level but no 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 keep going, keep going. <laughs> but no but it's very true like mm-hmm. i'm used to like i think for instance that you work a monday through friday job yep. nine to five yep. and that is what your ultimate goal is you have a good paying job mm-hmm. you get benefits. And again, that's not me saying that that's not um, the route you should go, but that's the route we're taught, right? So my parents always said, go get a college degree, work really hard, um, get an incredible uh, career, get married, get a house, like all those milestones that you hit, right? Mm -hmm. And um, do you think that's just a strictly white thing? 
Um, I don't know if I would say like strictly white, but those are the norms, right? And so like those are the norms that we identify as success or as like uh, milestones that you do need to hit in order when, for you. When you to... say we, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but go for it. When you say we, do you mean we as the most? As like the society, okay. like the larger society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like even and then we adopt it as like in uh, the monk community, right? Like we adopt mm -hmm. that these are now like metrics of success, mm -hmm. you know? And really what that is for me is that that is one way of defining mm -hmm. success, but you could also be somebody who doesn't go down that route. You can mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur and like build your own table and then hope mm -hmm. that people come sit at your table. Mm -hmm. um, you can honestly like going through a divorce, mm -hmm. you know, um, yep. that doesn't define who you are. You can honestly like go through life without having to actually achieve a college degree. And so mm -hmm. when I say like that lens, it's because I do feel like that's what we were taught that that's what our mm -hmm. life should be. Right. So <laughs> I don't know if you have questions. No, no, about, no, no, no. I, I, I want to help. A, it's a lot. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Down. It's yeah. not a lot. And I totally get it because that's how I was raised too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that there's a part of me that I was raised like that, and so I looked at that, and I, I kind of rejected it a little bit. Yeah. But now, as I'm like, I'm 38, so I'm hitting that. You know, oh, I'm you told me your age. Thank I know, you. I know. I'm hitting that 40. <laughs> I asked his age earlier. He yeah, wouldn't yeah. tell me. <laughs> yeah, I'm hitting that 40 almost. And one of the things that's been really just daunting on me, and in a good way, when I use that word daunting, is is this idea that, like, where's where was my father when he was my age? And, yeah. you know, right now, you know, and I, I that, that really dawns on me where it's like, man, by the time he was, let's say, you know, like by the time he was like 30, what, 32, 33, like he fought a war, you know, exactly. lived in the camps for 10 years, had most of us kids. You know, my brother was the youngest one who was born here in America, uh, here in St. Paul, actually. And then he brought us here. He worked and did all these things. And I, I found myself. By the time I was, you know, like 28, 29, and I realized, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is what dad's life has been. This is what he's done. This is what who he is as a man. And I myself am still trying to figure out myself and find myself. Mm -hmm. It really, like, lit this fire in my butt where under I was just thinking to myself going, oh, man, like, maybe my perspective is wrong, you know, yeah. because I, I'm, I have such a privileged perspective compared to what yeah. they came from. So I understand why they want me to have a good college education. Yeah, I understand why they absolutely. want me to be a job. But I understand why they want me to be married. They, I understand why they want me to have kids and all that stuff. And, and I understand completely. Yeah. And and it's not like, oh, this was like, because like this was like the right way. or this. Was, but what if I said like, that was the only way that they knew how to measure success because they right. didn't have that. Exactly. And they want that. They mm -hmm. want something more for their children. And I believe that mm -hmm. every generation always wants something better for the next generation. Yeah. And, and that's why we want to build like the best communities so that our children can thrive. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And so like when I guess that sometimes I think that sometimes it's easy to be like, well, this is like this is how like the white community wants us to see ourselves or, or this is how the white like the white standard, right? Mm -hmm. Like oh, this is like what it is, like success mm -hmm. and da da da. Mm -hmm. I, I would even say, yeah, I get I get what people are saying when they say that. But I also say, too, is that our our parents never had any of that. Yeah. And they know all they know is that is safety. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, I understand why my parents say, hey, like, it's time for you to settle and have kids. Not because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know, you're too crazy and we want to you know tame you. Like, no, it's not that at all. It's mm -hmm. kid means security. Like, we don't have yeah. social security growing up. Mm -hmm. like, our parents don't have social security. Where there's security, right? Like you know, in our culture, right? Where does where do our parents live with us? Mm -hmm. You know, like you literally almost every house has like a you know mom and dad room. You know, where like yeah. mom and dad can come over anytime. Mm -hmm. You know, if mom and dad have money issues in after they're retired, who takes care of it? The kids do. Yeah. Who takes care of everything is the kids. The kids. Mm -hmm. That's your security. Coming from war torn suffering and pain, that's your security. Yeah. You know, Are your parents wanting you to get married right now? Is that? <laughs> so that's a different kind of podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I think that they they uh, they always keep it in the forefront, and they, yeah. they ask me about it. You know, and, and I'm I'm the only one in my family that's not married and doesn't have any kids. You know, I'm the only one. So, mm -hmm. and, and it's not, and I don't see it as a pressure thing. You know, I've, I've talked yeah. about this many times. I don't see it as like, yeah, you better get down and settle down. It's mm -hmm. like, no, like my dad gets it, my mom gets it. They, they get like, hey man, you're busy, you're doing your thing. But we would just like to offer this out as, yeah. you know, like, a, but re remind you that there's an, there's other. You don't get lectures or pressured from. I do. I, I do. do. 
I do. I love my parents, do but you, yeah, yeah, my mom's a lecturer. Oh yeah, she, I think every Hmong parents <laughs> in their way is a lecturer. Like yeah. my, my dad, my dad goes on on off on these monologues, but he he does it in a way where I find out that I'm like him sometimes. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like when I do interviews and stuff like that. You I'm go like, in a soapbox. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am my father. Um, but yeah, he they're they're really like they're not like if you don't do this, it'll be a disappointment to us. Yeah. They've never yeah, yeah, said yeah. that. There's no know. shame in the parenting. Nope. nope That's but, really good. But I think that as they get older, they do want to say, I want to give you all my wisdom, everything I've learned. Yeah. And if something was to happen to me, I know that I'd, I've said everything. Yeah. And like I, get I gave that. you every and, tool and resource. And I and, totally yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by, by that, that by that point, I go, yes, I sit and I listen. Mm-hmm. Because that's all they want. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the time they want is just to sit and listen to us. So would you say you're more like your dad than your mom? I'm definitely like 100% my mom. Really? <laughs> yeah. How? She's uh, just a badass. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, in our family, my mom runs the show. Yeah. And my dad is like the most calm, like easygoing, <laughs> loving. Like my dad is just full of love and like mm-hmm. the hardest worker. And then my mom is like the boss. Like she figures everything out. Mm-hmm. She's a problem solver and mm-hmm. she's a doer, mm-hmm. like a mover and shaker. Like that mm-hmm. is my mom. And so just she's just somebody that everyone respects, you know? Yeah. 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 So I just talked about myself in like the nicest way. Um, but I feel like I'm mu- I'm much more like my mom. I just I just elbow myself into spaces, you yeah. know, without fear. <laughs> yeah. um, it does not matter if it's like um, a male-dominated room or mm-hmm. a male-dominated um, uh, career or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. like, or a space. I will elbow myself in. And my mom really taught me that, too. W- would you say that you, like, seeing your mom do that, did it give you the courage to do it? Or Yeah, no, it did. Like, there was, um, you know, like, you know, sometimes when you go to Hmong parties and stuff, yep. And, um, you know, my mom's usually the one that will speak her truth, you know, mm-hmm. like she'll be able to say to my uncles, like, you know, if she feels like something's not quite right. My, my, uh, or her brother-in-laws. Yeah. Or, yeah. Brother-in-law. So okay. it's like my dad's yep, uncle or, or brothers. brothers yep. Yeah. Or like just other people. Like yeah, she's yeah. able to just speak her truth mm-hmm. and be unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't see that in all the spaces, um, traditionally speaking. Mm-hmm. And so like my mom's just really taught me that, like be fearless and you know it's okay that you know people judge you because people are gonna judge you regardless so really Mm -hmm. follow your heart and like have that drive and that light Mm -hmm. you know and my mom's giving me that and then of course my dad just gives me like the humility piece like Mm -hmm. work hard because like you may not always have this and you need to earn every dollar that you you have you know and so yeah it's just a good balance between my parents but yes they do lecture me yeah (laughs) my mom definitely i i I think that every Hmong parents especially when they're hitting that 60 70 where you know where they see that hey how how do we i always say how do they echo in eternity Mm -hmm. it's going to be through us yeah that's that's the echo we're their echo you know and to make sure that they give you know to be able to uh, download their wisdom to us Mm -hmm. i think that's where these like quote-unquote lectures come in but i've learned to really love them in a way of seeing through them because so i i went to college as communication you know i was communication dude in college so my biggest thing is always like, you know, interpretation versus intention. Yeah. And so I always think about, okay, what is the intention of the message they're yeah. trying to send and how do I interpret it? And so every time they say something or every time, you know, like I, my dad does the sigh before he talks to me. He just like, and I'm like, oh, okay, here it comes. And and he'll go. And and I, and what I. What does that sigh mean usually? Uh, kind of like I'm um, preparing, like I have a speech prepared for mm. you. I have something mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about. And he keeps it pretty simple, you know. But when we were kids, he was more longer about it. But now he keeps it pretty simple. And and it's, you know, the same things, you know, same topic, you know. But I, I really see the urgency in some of the things they talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom, like. My mom is a constant. Your mom is so cute. Oh, <laughs> she's so she's, she's adorable. adorable. Yeah, she is adorable. <laughs> she she likes to uh, rem- remind me of who I am. Okay, so for okay. example, um, okay. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like therapy. It's like we're each other's therapists. Yeah, now. exactly. Uh, explain that. How do oh, you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. No. Um, my um, I remember. You know. You know how the Hmong gossip world is just what it's, <laughs> we do that yeah that's a it's, world that we yeah live in? i call it yes. facebook sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to talk more about your new job or helping running uh, oh, the Hmong American. Hmong American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I call that the Hmong, Hmong Facebook, by the way. Oh, do you? Yeah, dude, it's like black Twitter, you know, but that's Hmong Facebook. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Uh, it is. It's kind of like the like news. Like, you want to know what's currently going yep. on. Like, you want to know about pop culture yep. and activism work and yeah. success in our community. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't want really... to call it TMZ because TMZ is more gossip. No, no, no. Yeah, we don't do any yeah. gossip. We absolutely it, do not do uh, yeah. Any kind of pyramid, um, you know, yeah, yeah, selling yeah. a face. Yeah, like no we really focus oils, on, candles, <laughs> yeah. yeah we stuff. focus on like successful people yeah. like you. Like we share yourself all the time because <laughs> you well, are breaking so barriers. Like you well, are out I mean, here. Yeah, and then you guys go on with um, uh, Miss Universe allows you know Suni Lee's on there a lot mm -hmm. and all the things she's doing and you know. Yeah, it's like influential people, mm -hmm. and you are one of them. Like influential Thanks. people in our community that are doing like mm -hmm. that. That is doing really powerful things and it why are you smiling well, I'm, I'm smiling because it's because you are influential well, well no 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 i'm smiling for this reason is because on among american experience the trolls come out yeah they yeah. come out hard they're everywhere though they you come out hard yeah. dude and i'm always like especially if it's something we're doing i always go oh i shouldn't read this but it's like picking a scab what you do they say do you uh, want to repeat this? Do we even want to give them airtime? Remember, it's not them giving them airtime, but you, we know that the trolls come. Yeah. Oh, I, we, we get the same stuff all the time. Uh, yeah, when, I get when, like not very nice comments sometimes in my inbox, but I just oh really? That. Yeah, all the oh, time. Awesome. Uh, I get a lot of criticism all the time. Like I'm not doing enough for the home community. Oh really? You know, how, like for working with that page? Um, or, no, or, just or in just my you, my oh, platform okay. as well. Like. I mean, I get a lot of criticism. So this this is separate from Hmong American mm -hmm. experience because obviously there's a huge following with Hmong American mm -hmm. experience. So yeah. I would say that trolls exist everywhere. Mm -hmm. But like I'll get a lot of criticism too. Sometimes they're fair criticism, to be mm -hmm. honest. Like I humble myself and I'm like, am I actually um, coming at this from a, a correct lens, a perspective? Am I educated enough about this to talk mm -hmm. about it? And then, and then sometimes it's just straight up like, you're not doing enough for the yeah. Hmong community. And then I have to sit here and like really do that internal work where, hmm. what does that mean actually? Like, where do I identify in my mm -hmm. community, right? And so I represent, and when I say represent, I really am out here working with different marginalized groups mm -hmm. and am very intentional mm -hmm. about the Hmong community the, the mm -hmm. best that I can. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I also have other goals and missions that are larger community mm -hmm. initiatives and that it's not always just going to be centered around Hmong people mm -hmm. yeah. or Hmong women mm -hmm. or any of the other intersectionalities that I have mm -hmm. in my identity. And sometimes I'll get criticized for those things too, but I just have to remind myself, like, I can't be everything. Mm -hmm. I can only be like authentically myself. And if I'm doing my work, mm -hmm. I'm doing my internal work and I really know who I am, like, that's really all that matters so, at the end of the so day. for the listeners mm -hmm. uh it this is a it's a facebook page you know it's Hmong american experience mm -hmm. uh and the creator is saying saying yeah, yeah he's uh, a lecturer out of uh california yep but he's he's a really sweet dude i've yeah, uh, corresponded awesome. with him a couple times mm -hmm. uh just through dms and stuff but it, it's it's one of the, i think for me it's like if you want to know the pulse of the Hmong community yeah it i'm be very honest man it's a facebook page that you can go on. We have a website too. And sorry, yeah, and a website. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole most. We definitely uh, have the most followers on Facebook, though. Yeah, yeah which, yeah. um, which is you know really weird is like when my parents are getting into Facebook and I'm just like, whoop, nope. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't let them follow me. Oh, um, what? No, because there's some stuff in college I need to take off first before. Oh, they, really? Oh, yeah. Oh dude, my so gosh, weird. I thought you would have scoured that. Nah, man, the the friend request is still there for my mom and dad. When did you create a Facebook? Me? Yeah. Mine is from like 2007. I'm like, mm. oh, you're, you're. sometimes I get like uh, the old Shang from 2009. I'm oh. like, ooh, I don't know that one. Yeah. I don't know her. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, so I was the first batch right out of college that came out. Like, Mark Zuckerberg. The first batch? Yeah. Because oh. it was oh. literally, it was like you had to have an EDU uh, um, email. Okay. It. Yeah. Because it, it was all college kids. Because oh, wow. Zuckerberg and those guys were all college kids. So yeah. it was all for college kids back in the day and oh, we were like the first an OG from oh yeah Facebook. dude like, what we, about uh, Asian town an Asian avenue oh I, I never touched that it was you too did weird it? Oh, I did those oh. you had to code your own website for shame for real for shame I, I have no I, shame in I, it I can't like. even look at you right now <laughs> It was it was oh, all those it, I I did not know any of that. Oh, was, and Zanga, that was the book. Oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. the one. I yeah. always I always thought that was like some Japanese anime like <laughs> website. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? Well, I remember my, my first MySpace. 
That yeah, no, I didn't no. That was too weird. Oh my god! But my uh, my buddy Tom from Iowa State, uh, he he was in Iowa State, and my buddy Tom, Tom Fisher the third, he um, sent me an email and he goes, dude, <laughs> he's like, dude, there's a new thing called Facebook. It was called the Facebook at that time. Is that how he sounds like too? Yeah, kind of. I know. In my head, we're all broy. <laughs> like, dude, this is new uh, site. It's called the Facebook. It's like a really cool thing where like we can like message each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then you create like a profile. And like I remember he sent it to me and I looked at I the Facebook. Yeah, I looked at the Facebook at that time. And I looked at it and I'm like, this thing's never going to catch on. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And then Facebook became Facebook. Yep. But anyways, um, <clears throat> back to, uh, yeah, back to what we were saying. The Hmong Man Experience. This went down so many yeah, rabbit yeah. holes here. Uh, the it it's a it's a really great place that I, I actually I do like going on just to kind of see the pulse, keep the pulse of the culture, what's going on, yeah. some of the stuff that we're keeping relevant and um and, and you manage it. Um I'm one of the editors, but I'm a newer person, okay. so I can't take really any credit, honestly, for the structure and the foundation mm-hmm. of how it came to be. Like I'm very new at it. And so like Basically, we just really focus on news stories that are worth sharing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, again, you know, I, I guess there, there isn't an editor in Wisconsin. So I really do try to look at yeah. Wisconsin and like what's happening there. And a lot of it is going to be like social justice or nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations, the mm-hmm. work that they're doing. And then, mm-hmm. of course, like you said, Pine Cha, man, me, being able to meet her, she is like just as glorious in person mm-hmm. as she is. Really, How tall like, is she? I was she's quite tall. I mean, I have a picture. Wait, I know she's on heels and stuff like that. That's Miss yeah, Universe Yeah, maybe could, could be yeah. heels too. I mean, she's just like a genuine, like real deal, eloquent, like mm-hmm. means everything she says. Like mm-hmm. it's really from the heart. And so, like, people like her and then people like you and, yeah, like, um, SUNY, like, like just people that are really influential. And that's what I try to do with my own personal mm-hmm. um, page, too, Gia's I don't do any gossip. Yes, yeah, Gia. Gia. Yep. Yep. So, I've not had the pleasure of meeting her, but I definitely follow her. Yeah. Um, I met Chinu. I was like, ooh, yeah. I get to meet Chinu. Like, yeah, so mm-hmm. just, like, um, really important people that are very, like, historical, political figures public figures you know yeah, there's um, political figures on there too and yes yeah. political figures as well so, yeah. but so it's kind of almost like anything that's going on in the nation or, or in the world in the actually yeah 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 like yeah. with with Hmong people and it goes mm-hmm. on there and it's really cool like, i i love going on there just to kind of for me is just to kind of see what else is going on so you when know? you say trolls let's go back to that oh yeah trolls <laughs> what do trolls say about you oh everything like this guy isn't authentic he's fake uh i remember the one the one that got me a little bit was like when it was like, oh, yeah, he's just doing he's bastardizing our food so that he can make money and make a name for himself. And I'm like, yeah. dude, if I wanted to make money, I would not go into restaurants. Like, yeah. That's not, yeah. Um, or, you know, a lot of times like we'll we'll go on, you know, TV shows and stuff like that. And it'll be like, oh, hey, like he doesn't even know what he's talking about. This guy knows what one one of the things that were like got me really and, and it changed my whole perspective. And this mm-hmm. was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I uh, we we posted this uh, kind of picture, this picture of like this rooster, this you know old hen rooster, or this, this was an old hen or a rooster, and we had the mung herbs with it, mm-hmm. and it was a really cool shot. It was like uh, you know, and it was like you know, it's like the chicken all you know picked plucked off, but it's mm-hmm. the whole chicken and it has the, and it had the um, it had the, the mung herbs, and I, I wrote a story about how you know uh, mung chicken and herbs and, and the story behind it, right, mm-hmm. and how when. Uh, you know, women after labor, you know, after post, you know, post labor, they, they this is what they eat for a month. And, mm-hmm. you know, 30 day chicken diet. Yep. Yep. Oh. And then, and I talked about how, you know, my sister-in-laws and my, my sisters, you know, they went through this process and, you know, and, 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 and my mom went through this process, obviously. Yeah. And that's, that's from my perspective and what I know. Right. Right. So I, I don't ever dare say, well, this is how it is for all Hmong people. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is, you know, kind of what I know. And, what is, yeah. and that's your experience. Yep. Yep. And then, and, yeah. and then, um, there were, you know, sometimes this is the part that hurts a little bit where there were a lot of, you know, like, you know, some Mika people, white people that were very like, wow, like, thank you so much. Like, I didn't know this. Or, mm-hmm. I, well, this really helped me. This really helped educate me. Or I didn't know, you know, and, but then like the Hmong people came out and they were just angry. Some of them were angry. They're like, yeah. oh, like, no, you can't even like you, like, that's not the right herbs, <laughs> you know? stuff like that and one of them was just like there was a woman who was like very mad and it's like i can't believe you just say that all Hmong people do this and like you know i when i had my you know when i had my kids like i didn't do this diet so does that make me less i'm like i never said that yeah i just and like we go back to the communications you said earlier like what is your intent your intent was what when you wrote this or you know i think that matters and then obviously the interpretation matters 
and the impact matters. So yeah, but we're looking at people who also were positively in, like yep. uh, inspired by that. Like they obviously got to learn a little bit more about our culture. But yep. I would even say, as like a Hmong person, mm -hmm. like if I was to come across something like that, I would deeply like appreciate that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so like there, I feel like you will always get criticized. Yeah. Or whatever. And, and you will I, never please anyone. Or yeah. like you will never please everyone. You'll please so, some people. Yeah. But you won't be able to please everyone, right? So. Mm -hmm. So what I did and what that lesson taught me is that. And I, I was like for like a couple of days, I was felt really bad. Like, I'm like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. But then I think what changed this is a while ago. And then I learned this really this is a really quick thing I learned is my focus is trying to be like, I want to do this for the Hmong people. Yeah. And I stopped doing that way. I changed my focus to like, what is the like, what is the most important thing to me? Like, what what, what is true to me? What's the most important thing to me? Mm -hmm. And and this is where I think that um, you know Hill Tribe, our, our our company, this is where it started developing. Yeah. What was true to me was, and what was important to me, and what I knew to what I held to be true was m mom and dad and their legacy. Mm. You un you know that in our culture when we talk about legacy it's about this idea that when you die and you and 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 you're gone like physically gone yeah. your stories of you will live on through your kids and through their kids and through their kids like even till today like mm -hmm. when when dad talks about his 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 dad who's a grandpa who's my grandpa that I never met who died in the war mm -hmm. like when he talks about him to all the elder to all the OGs to all mm -hmm. the elder men they talk about then they talk about his dad too yeah. like, you know what i'm saying his like, spirit like, lives on yeah yeah so and to me i'm like that's more important to me than going mm -hmm. oh hey yeah like you're doing this for your like yeah i am doing it for my people yeah. but but i start with when i say my people i start with mom and dad yeah your so, circle of people. yeah so so yeah. It, it to me it instead of being wide this whole wide thing because everyone's got their own opinion everyone's got their own yeah. experience in the yeah. in, in the monk story right mm -hmm. it it really came down to them mm-hmm and when when and, and because I'm the one that will stand in front of them and we will talk mm -hmm. and they will they will say, yep, that is true to us. That is true to us. That's mm -hmm. true to our family. And all the other stuff noise. Exactly. And, and I don't care. Mm -hmm. So I always get asked that question is like, how do you how does it feel to represent the Hmong people? I'm like, I'm not here to represent the Hmong people. Do you people. think there's a lot of pressure? When people say that to you? When, when, not, not, not at all. I, oh, I was okay. just asked that the other day. This yeah. food writer just asked me that the other day and I said, no, mm -hmm. like. I'm not here to represent the Hmong people. Yeah. You know, you know, like those two, mm -hmm. I, I'm their son. I, I am a reflection of them. Yeah. These people I don't know out here. No. Yeah. But you know what? They're Hmong and I'm a Hmong kid and I represent them. Wait, you're Hmong? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? what I'm saying? So do you know what I'm saying? So it, yeah, it, I do. it gets yeah. really easy for me. Like it's very yep. simple for me. Yeah. And then when I hear you talk, I'm just saying, dude, I get it. Yeah. You know where you're like, you are your mother. Mm -hmm. You are the reflection of her. You are the echo of her. Mm -hmm. You know, who she is, is reflected through you. Yeah. You know? And so. Yeah. And I also think like whatever it is that you're providing, whether it's food or a service, it should always still be who you are. Like mm -hmm. you, you can't do it for other people because you'll never be able mm -hmm. to get anywhere because people yeah. will judge you and criticize yeah. you anyway. So if you are genuinely like happy with what you're providing and knowing also that you're still growing and going through a phase mm -hmm. of um, change, right? Mm -hmm. Or seasons of change that like being able to be humble and knowing that you don't know everything, but you're always continuously staying centered and true to yourself mm -hmm. as you're navigating through your business or life mm -hmm. or relationships or whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. And that's what I do. You yeah. know, I think that that's what everyone should be doing. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. So you, and I mean, just kind of knowing you and like I, cause I know all the background about you cause we're just, we're friends. Oh, do you also. know? What secrets do you yeah. have with me? Um, I texted your brother earlier. No. Um, <laughs> You, you have a background in social work, right? So yeah, I'm currently for? a social worker right now. Okay. Um, but my background is in psychology okay. and like positive psychology specifically, which is all about like optimal functioning, happiness and well-being and You're meaning so, of life. It's, it's so interesting because yeah. like, the way I run my life is <laughs> like the gratitude. opposite. Yeah, mine's the opposite of that. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, because it's just like I always just... I have Negative this, psychology? <laughs> I don't know if you call it negative psychology, but I, I always have this thing where it's just like... Um, it so okay so if you <laughs> this is so 
dorky, but like if you uh, watch uh, 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 Michael Jordan, they did this thirty for thirty documentary thing on Michael, you know, with Michael Jordan and the mm-hmm. Bulls, and Michael Jordan thought thought so like he would in his head play these situations that he he go and play these games with these guys, you know, against these other you know guys, and Jordan would always be like, "Yep, that dude hates me." That dude hates me hmm. or he's trying to show me up. So I'm going to go in. And I'm going to beat him, yeah. you know, but even though it wasn't true and then the media yeah. would pick up on it. Yeah. And then it would be like this beef that they would have or like the media would think that there's just beef. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really happening. But Jordan would play in his head so that it yeah. got him in the game. So then. When oh, yeah. Go, that's sports psychology. Up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I totally do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you do that? I, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's, it sounds so bad, but I love it. Like every day, like I, I wake up in the morning, like I don't have a switch. Shang hates me. We're yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go destroy her. And then, no, no. But like when I wake up in the morning, like I don't have a light to flick on because my light, because I have a little remote mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hit it on and I, I oh, hit the bougie. I'm not bougie. That's just how the room is set up. You have a remote to turn on the light? Yeah. It's, it's just how it's set up. I, it's not me. You know, um, it's just how the room was set up. This is what happens when you become an influential person. You get like a remote that turns on. Like, I don't have it's, that. It's the same thing as a light switch. And this one's just <laughs> on a little block. But when I hit it, I always hit it on the, like, because you have like three modes of light, you know, in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I always hit it on the highest one. So it shines like straight into my face mm-hmm. and just kind of like, okay, like, let's go. Like, like, okay, you like SOB, let's get up and let's do this. You know, you're motivated by like oh, self-degradation in a way. Yeah. Because like, that's like, it, it, it comes from, it's weird, but like for me, it comes from this, like, like it awakens that beast mode. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. I mean, yeah, it is because it's just like, I want to be intentional with my days, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and I maximize my days yep. to the nth degree. Yeah. And that's yeah. why my problem is I take on too many meetings during the day. So I'm, I'm like, on my third or fourth one at the end of the day, yeah. I'm like, okay, suck it that's up. That's why Here I'm grateful are. that we're sharing this space right now because <laughs> I literally look at like, I mean, you're, I mean, you're busy, you're out here. There's always something else that you're involved in some project, that's a new all, show. That's all Every time I'm in that's town, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to come by. You're like, no, I'm flying to Houston or no. I'm like, cause you're all over the place. And I love that about you because you're really like living your well, very maybe best life. Maybe I'm just life. running from something, okay? <laughs> you're not running. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> this is maybe, some deep maybe, counseling maybe, session. Maybe Shay, I'm actually just running from something. You're not and running have, towards something, maybe, you're running away yeah, from people. Maybe I'm just not complete. You're running from yourself. No. No. No, I, no, I no, like, but I appreciate yeah, that about I, you because I'm I the like, same way. Yeah, I like to keep I can't busy. say no because I, I do say no. People always tell me that Sometimes I get a little bit offended, like low key, when people are like, you're doing too much. Like you need to just relax. And I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know how to, I don't stop. know how to do that. Like, like I literally know how to take care of myself. Am I tired sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. But am I maximizing my day? Am I do, doing five birds yeah. with one stone? Yes, because that's how doing I what? want five birds with one stone. Like oh, if I go somewhere. I think you said, I'm, I'm, am I doing five rolls of Flintstone? I'm like, <laughs> what? What kind of weird drug is that? <laughs> Yeah, that is actually what I said. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I did that yeah <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, like that's really like, you know, again, maybe that's not super mm-hmm. healthy for other people. But for me, I really genuinely love that life mm-hmm. where I know that every day this week I'm doing something good for my community or mm-hmm. like getting involved in a different way or doing something creative that just makes mm-hmm. me like lights my soul on fire, I, you know? I think that it was from growing up in the food world where like I worked with a lot of people who went to culinary school mm-hmm. or they yeah. like... The word stage means like they they worked or they interned with like big chefs and like mm-hmm. oh I stage here or I went to this place in you know France I went to this place in you know uh, Italy and I did this and I did this you know mm-hmm. so 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 sometimes like I've worked with a lot of these kids growing up you know in in the industry and I, I didn't I didn't go to culinary school I didn't do anything I was just like started as a dishwasher moved up right mm-hmm. and just did my thing so I always had this chip on my shoulder of like I'll work you I don't care who like who oh, you worked yeah. under or, you, or what you did like I will outwork you. Yeah. Every day. Like I will be here if I have to be here five minutes early just so that I can get to my station before you Mm -hmm. and I'll outwork you. And so like that was just like the mentality I had where I'm like, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to outwork you. And then you're going to have to pry me off the line. Yeah. You know? And so I was. Well, (laughs) I was just always so I think that that became this thing Mm -hmm. where it's like this chip on my shoulder. But then it just became so much a part of what I do, yeah. you know, where, where I get, I get that from my dad. My, my dad will outwork anybody. Yeah. Like he's like 70. 
and he can still like destroy me. I'll, you know, when, when we go out on the Ote or we're out on the field, he can destroy me. He's like nonstop. Mm -hmm. Like his cardio is just boom, go, go, go. Yeah. He doesn't stop. Like the same thing with my mom. My mom's like barely five feet tall. My mom and my two aunt during the state fair, they cooked a thousand pound of sticky rice every day for 12 days oh, straight. Oh yeah, 12, I saw that. Yeah, and 12 hours a day nonstop. Wow, yeah. Like we, we dropped them off at the commissary kitchen and then we I would come back at eight o'clock to pick them up. Yeah. And they wouldn't stop. You know, and my mom's like, yeah. And and um, it came to the point where one of my aunt just would not stop for even to eat lunch. And my mom had to pull her away and say, no, mm -hmm. we eat. They would just constantly go and go and go. It's yeah. just like, it's just like they go to the next level. Boom, next level. And it was just one of these things that I think that after a while, it just becomes a part of you, but you mm -hmm. don't realize it because in my 20s, I wasn't like that. And you wouldn't have it any other way, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I you don't, couldn't like, it, yeah, you're, I feel like you're not really honoring yourself if you're like, diluting like the work that you're doing or the quality so yeah well, let me I respect ask, that let, let me ask you something mm -hmm. how do you feel then when people mm -hmm. go well shane what's your balance how do you balance this how how do you yeah. restore and rejuvenate yourself and that's the thing is i i do um i actually meditate every single night first of all i, I yeah, meditate, I, every I, I meditate night. too and then i i close my eyes and then yeah suddenly it's morning <laughs> I do like, but it is it's called sleeping. I actually do that right before I sleep. I meditate and then I feel good about my day. Um, but yeah, like balance is the key thing here, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I'm maximizing my days. I'm doing quite a lot. And again, I prefer, and I really like, I love that life. Mm -hmm. Um, every day is a war zone and a play zone for mm -hmm. me. It genuinely is. Mm -hmm. Um, but the balance is like, you know, I am very intentional about like, if I'm mm -hmm. going to hang out with a friend or be with my babies, when I say my babies, they're my nieces and nephews. I'm present with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I'm with my mom and dad, I video chat my mom like every day. Like I'm present, <laughs> you know, um, even they, if I'm eating your mom and dad, they're still in Wausau or yeah, they live oh, in Wausau. Okay. Um, they live in Wausau. I live in Eau Claire with yep. a couple of my other siblings. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I absolutely build in time. Like I always check in. I'm the person that checks in on everyone because mm -hmm. I love like I want to stay connected. Like my entire life mm -hmm. is about connecting with people mm -hmm. and connecting them to one another, like mm -hmm. networking and community building. Like that's huge for me. And that's the same way that I function in my family. Like I'm mm -hmm. always the one that says you guys like to my siblings, like let's uh, my siblings also here, by the way, uh, my brother. But I'll say like, let's like meet once a month and let's just do a check in. Like what's everybody doing? Like, how are you all feeling? <laughs> this is true therapy right Dude, now. But if I, I said that, that to my person. siblings, we all like laugh at each other. It's like, ah, I'll see you guys later. I know. <laughs> but I'm like that emotional, like I love like connectedness check in with people. We're working on it because yeah. it, it's only me showing up for these, right? No, no, <laughs> <Wait>. no. <laughs> you're like on Zoom by yourself and you're like, hello, why is nobody no, checking? No, no, no. This is a newer thing I'm trying to do. But what I do is I will, I like, I talk to my sister, Kaoli, she's in mm -hmm. uh, Korea. Mm -hmm. And I talked to her yesterday for two hours, just like, how is life, right? Like that is who I am and I love being that person. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think like that's kind of my role in the family. Mm -hmm. I'm like the one who likes to put everybody together and like, you know, do you guys, um, do you have, do you have the family newsletter? Do you write out a family newsletter? I should. You're giving me some ideas right yeah. now. As family if I, do, goes, anyways, as if I don't have enough on my plate. <laughs> Yeah, like anyway, so this is what's happening. Yeah. Highlight of the day. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. This is the the niece uh, niece or nephew of the of yeah. the week. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. you've been featured. I have fifty two of them. Yeah. so I have like a lot of content there. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like, who are you in the family? Like, how would you describe yourself? I don't know. I well, according how do you to feel about uh, well, this? according to my nephew Luke <laughs> Lukey, he goes, he I'm his favorite uncle. Luke goes, I'm mm. your favorite. He's my favorite. I mean, well, it's a he, big title. Yeah. Well, he told, well, yeah. And he told his dad, my brother, Peter, he said, well, uncle, he has my favorite. And he goes, well, why? He goes, because he's on TV. Oh. <laughs> I think that's the only thing he cares about. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, so funny, funny, too. Sometimes he'll come up to me and like he'll give me a hug. And then he'll like look at my face and goes, hey, uncle. And he's like, he gets like kind of like when he talks, he like gets real excited. So he talks real fast. So he's like, uh, uh, he stutters. And he's like, hell yeah. Next time when you go to Netflix, can you take me? And I'm oh. like, Oh, that's so cute. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works, bro. But yeah, I will. If you I go to yeah. if I if I go to Netflix next time, I don't know what that means. How old or, is he? It's like five. So, oh, yeah, so he's cutest just, age. I know, but then he's gonna realize like you're, you're like you're really not that cool. But my <laughs> other nieces and nephew just they also think too. Like they'll call their friends like we're famous because we were on this TV show oh, with my uncle. That's so cute. I'm like you guys aren't. You were there for half a second. It was a picture. You calm down. <laughs> and so you just destroyed that kid's yeah, dream. I did. I did. I was like, don't, <laughs> don't. This is this is all fake. Yeah. Um, I, one, I think, I think one mm. of the things is I've always felt like kind of the outsider with my family because like, you okay. know they all got married, had kids, and everything. I always felt like the outsider. But so you're I like think, the black sheep. 
I don't say black sheep, but mm-hmm. an outsider a little bit. Okay. But I, I also think too, where it's like we all. One of the things I love about our families and all the kids is that we are all really high level in our area that yeah. we work in or our career or whatever you know and, and i don't mean that as as a cocky thing no. i or you know I, i'm just that is I, pride I, and confidence well well right it's there. me taking a step back and go yeah. oh crap like i look at all of us and i'm like wow like you know i'm looking at my brothers and my sisters and like well you guys like they're like leading the charge in mm-hmm. their industries that they're mm-hmm. that they're a part of you know and that and that's a testament to my parents, man. Mm-hmm. Like they they raised kids who, you know, didn't know how to give up. You yeah. know, like giving up is not an option. Mm-hmm. You know, like my dad, like my dad has this thing where it's like, you know how like, you know, growing up going to like Mika schools and stuff like that, and you're like, Well, I need space. Like among families, man, sorry, our family. Yeah, there's no such thing boundaries. As, there's no such thing as space. Like yeah. you can't go to your room and be like, I need space from you, mom or dad. Like mm-hmm. like no, this is my house. These are and your mom and dad's like, this is my house. That's my space. And yeah. you're just living in it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so so dad had this thing where he would when he loved us, he would his love would come after us. It sounds mm-hmm. weird, but that's what it is. And my mom had this ferocious, unconditional love for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like no matter what you do, you're still my kid. Yeah. No matter how old you are. My mom always says, no matter how old you are, how many how many yeah, kids you have. You're gonna be her you're, baby. You're like, she's always says, you're still my son. Yeah. You're still my daughter. You're mm-hmm. still my kid. Yeah. And and I think that that formed me, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that we, we keep talking about that. And I think that that's something like I really want to talk to like those like Gen Z monk kids, you know? about yeah where i'm like you guys have to understand that preciousness Mm -hmm. you know that yeah and i feel so old like i feel like this older brother saying this but it's like they love you 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 have to read between the lines of what they're saying sometimes because Mm -hmm. it sounds like oh they're just lecturing me they're yelling at me Mm -hmm. but they they really love you yeah they do and for and for even like the millennial kids you know it's like our parents didn't have much but they took whatever they had and they gave that to us. They, they like, you know, they gave it to us. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they became less so we can become more. Mm-hmm. And I, I often like think about that a lot. I mm-hmm. think about like the, the humility, the humbleness for them to step back. This is gratitude, positive you psychology. Know. Yeah. And I, I think about that a lot, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's, that's my drive. I mean, like, I mean, I, people ask like, what's your why? And I'm like, that's my why. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, never like. So, but like you were an outsider of your family. Yeah, I, I still feel I still feel like an outsider sometimes. Okay. Um, I'm always like during the holidays, I'm the weird uncle who just like comes over and just like hangs out with them. Um, I'm but, definitely the favorite aunt. I will say, like, yeah, I mean, you're like unanimous. fun aunt though. I'm the fun, like, yeah. very like very present with my kids, play with them. Like, I'm nonstop. Like, everyone always says. Like, are you like tired? I'm like, no, I'm living my best life. I love yeah. my kids. I love hanging out with them and playing with them. But so, but you, you're an extrovert, right? That's, yes. I mean, okay. Yeah. I, so what I'm are an you? introvert. You are. Oh, I hate really? people. Really? I hate people. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. But I, I, I yeah, introverts I, hate I re- people. <laughs> I didn't I, know that. I, I would have thought you were an extrovert. I have to be an extrovert for my job. Mm, but yeah. I, I rejuvenate when I look at extrovert, introvert. I, I talk, yeah. think about that. Yeah. I rejuvenate by being by myself. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. I guess, but whatever. <laughs> like, like for yeah. example, like uh, I always get asked, well, how do you, you know, with all the things you're doing, how do you like rejuvenate? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, to be completely honest, my parents live like half an hour away. They live out in the burbs. They live half an hour away. And usually, you know, like once or once every week or every two weeks, my mom will call and be like, hey, your dad really, you know, because there's a place where I go, there's a fishmonger I use where we get whole fish and we get like crab and lobster and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad loves eating that stuff. And he goes, oh, your dad's like really kind of hankering for some seafood. And then I'll and then I'll have like a like an afternoon off where I have like a like a two hour slot or maybe an hour off. Mm-hmm. I would go grab like lobster, fish, like whole fish, whatever, and like mm-hmm. king, you know, Alaskan crab. And I'll drive it out to their house and literally just drop it off. Sometimes my parents are like napping or whatever. I'll yeah. just drop it off. I'm like, hey mom, I'm just dropping this off and then I'll leave. And it's like half hour there, half hour back in that hour. So that's like your rejuvenation? It it, it is. Like just yeah. being in the car, driving, yeah. um, uh knowing like it's like it's like this reversal for me right mm-hmm. when we were kids growing up we're like mom like i 
you know, in gym class, I have to have these kinds of shoes. And like, you know, your parents would save all this money to get you like the right sneaker or whatever. And then you go to Kmart or something like that. Remember Kmart? You had to go to Kmart and then you get it and come back. I worked at Kmart. I know. So three did, months. Yeah. You did all these things. Yeah. Like your parents yeah. would do all these things. Yeah. Like they move heaven and earth mm-hmm. to get you what you want. Mm-hmm. And I see this reversal now where they're like, you know, dad would call him or my mom oh, yeah, would call him. Hey, your dad's like hankering for some seafood. He's been just asking, wondering. Yeah. And that's also mom's way of saying like, we miss you. Yeah. You know? And so, so I love doing that. Like, you know, like once every week or two mm-hmm. weeks, maybe, you know. So yeah, that, you like, I love the relationship that you have with your parents. Like, but that took work though. Of course. Like, like, you know, I love I, my I relationship was not with like my that. parents too. I wasn't like that we at all in college. Like that. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that as you get older, like as a monk kid, do you, you realize that? You appreciate it so much. Why? More. Why do you think that happens? As you, you know, like, I always had this, like, um, uh like i struggled a lot because growing up like in my family i was always the loud one I, like wanted to do my own thing i was like mm-hmm. very extroverted want to hang out with friends all the time and mm-hmm. um i had a lot of conflict with my mom mm-hmm. and my dad because i wasn't that traditional monk girl mm-hmm. right like i was very out there i still kind of am now they embrace me now they love me mm-hmm. they appreciate they respect me mm-hmm. and that's my biggest thing is like i like love that you love me but i want you to respect me mm-hmm. and they have that now but i think like when i was younger it was always like um being put in like a box you know like you're um you're a girl you shouldn't do that or mm-hmm. you know you're mong like this is kind of what we do or whatever mm-hmm. it was and like i think now growing up i realize like um they did that because that's how they showed love like that's really mm-hmm. like them trying to provide me with the very best and i just learned to appreciate that more and like throughout my adulthood and young adulthood like we just really rebuilt what that relationship mm-hmm. looks like and we are so close like my family like we're all so completely different but we're incredibly close like we're always mm-hmm. together um like again my brother's here you know mm-hmm. we're always together and we're always video chatting or like talking mm-hmm. or getting like we're connecting over food or whatever that looks like and um it took time like mm-hmm. we weren't like that when we were younger like you know my parents were in survival mode like we're trying yep. to just figure things out and our own identities um mm-hmm. but now i feel like we're all like um we're grown we have our own pathways but yet we really really value family and love and togetherness and then um they don't show up to my monthly zoom meetings but they <laughs> do they do love me yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like you like i see you like you're like the only <laughs> window like it's like the window that's only open is yeah. like you and the other ones are all offline yeah. and you have a little candle goes this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. yeah maybe you'll join me in those zoom meetings i don't know uh you're yeah like, no. i'll see you there yeah send it this over to my schedule being rejected over and over again Stop. <laughs> take my love let yeah. me love you <laughs> shane one of the things uh, one of the many things, but one of the things I, I really, really, I think connect with you and I really enjoy with you is um, you, you take this path, you know, it's it's still the path. It's still the path of like, you know, this kind of third culture monk kid, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but you take the path that some people might see as quote unquote on non-traditional, right? Yeah. If you can call it whatever you want, yeah. but it's still the path. But I think you are the perfect example of what Monglish is about. Like when you think of Monglish, we always say it's it's the conversions of two cultures. It's yeah. it's the Hmong culture, it's the Mika culture. It comes and converge and makes this third culture. Mm-hmm. And I think your life resembles that, you know, where you're saying I'm as much Hmong as I am American. Yeah, I I I I I come from a Hmong household and I grew up in an American world. Yeah, and I feel like you know the more I get to know you and the more like longer we've been fr- you know we've been friends and stuff. I see you going, okay, but those two worlds can live together. It's not a either or. Because right. growing up, we always had to deal with either or, right? Yeah. You either go your mong or you mika. more of this or yep. be more of like, that. It's, yeah. it's the, are you going to be mong or are you going to be American? Yeah. Which one are you? Like, you know, I remember my parents would say that to me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like if you want to go do it that way, then you're American. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do it this way, you're mong. And, and we always had the either or. I think you are the perfect... You know, thank you. You know, have, collision. Have my of jokes that. gotten better though? Uh, no, Am I funny? Yeah, no, your jokes <laughs> no. are still like a dorky mung dad. But anyways, <laughs> that's the mung side of you. No, but but do you know what I'm saying? And and I think that's why like f- I feel like I, appreciate I really want to give. Um, I want I want your voice on on here because it's like I want people listening, especially younger people listening, going wait. But I feel as much American as I do mung, mm-hmm. and it's like yes, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. You know. Yeah. And so that's like for us growing up, it was like, like, do you want to eat American food or are you want Hmong food? And I'm always like, yes, you know, like both. Yeah. Like, why can't we have the best of both worlds? Yeah. 
you know. Sidebar, can I ask you a quick question about oh, that? Yeah. What is your favorite like Mika food that you've made mong? Like, okay, so for instance, I love like KFC with guatzal mm-hmm. and mongyere. Oh, you know, like, yeah. you know, like you could like, or brats or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. Uh, Do you I have one? Not, not really. <laughs> I mean, like, I just consider, oh, um, <laughs> I do this thing where it's just like rice, scramble eggs, okay. breakfast sausages, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Like you that, need pepper though, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. throw in a little quetzal in there. Yeah. Uh, that's like the closest to like a mong breakfast, quote unquote mong breakfast. Yeah, it's a bomb You know, breakfast. or um, sometimes, I, I don't know, like I'll eat a lot of like, like I'll eat like Italian pastas with chopsticks, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, because I eat like chopsticks and I like to eat it with chopsticks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but I'd say, I, I don't know, like I really don't. I haven't thought about that. That was just much. a random. Uh, I just love random questions. I know you it's do. It's always a peek in, inside people's brains. I yeah. just love brains. Yeah. Zombie mode. But anyway, yeah. thank you so much for saying all that stuff. No, and I, and I think that I don't know how to take compliments. Like, what do I yeah. do with my hands? Like, eh, what do I do with my positive hands? psychology? Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> creeping. Like, it's like it's like that. Uh, it's like that. Uh, it was that that Homer meme where he like walks back behind yeah. into the mm, bushes. You're yeah. like, oh, do, do, do. Ooh, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Diving deeper into your life, into the things that you're doing. You're doing amazing things. I think you're doing the things that are so foundational to the next generation of Hmong kids that are going to come in. And I always think that that's the true essence of being Hmong is setting up a platform so the next generation can build on it. And you're doing that. And, 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 and to me, I'm like, that is so mong. It's not even funny, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, here we laugh. Yeah, here we laugh. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Shane. Munglish is a collaboration between Hill Tribe LLC and Gleam Tower Media. If you liked today's episode, let us know. Leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify podcasts, or like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow along on Facebook and Instagram, at MunglishPod. That's H-M-O-N-G-L-I-S-H-P-O-D. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.